Welcome to another episode of Spotlights Together. I'm Harper. Good God, I'm hit. Lord have mercy. Burns like hellfire. You son of a bitch. I'm going to have to kill somebody now. And I'm Michelle. What is your podcast about? Hanging out with your smartest and funniest friend. Did you just groan? And we're doing our... Harley. <laughs> and we're doing our monthly roundup. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Howard Dean. Sponsored by ex-politician Howard Dean. Where were you when we need you the most, Howard? That's all I want to know. Um, He's a great motivational speaker. He truly was. He got too motivational. <laughs> um, Anyways, uh, so if you haven't been listening to the podcast, we do one of these every month, and this is where we get to just talk about all the random movies we watched in the last month. Movies, not, movies, not everything, movies, but most movies. most of the movies we watched. Some good, some bad, some new, some old. Um, we're also going to do a movie memories. Memories. Where we talk about a memorable memory <laughs> we have <laughs> about seeing a movie yeah. motion picture. Um gonna be a surprise yeah so let's dive right into the new movie stuff because we got a bunch all right let's do this and our first one on the list is drum roll please <laughs> i was joking <laughs> uh, pray from 2022 and mom this is the predator movie just that a reminder movie? just a reminder <laughs> this is the predator movie <laughs> Uh, so Prey from 2022, directed by Dan Trachtenberg. They hunt to live. It lives to hunt. Yeah. Not a great tagline. No. <laughs> uh, it should be like, here we pray again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't even catch it first anyway. All right. Uh, so this is a, I'm just going to move on. It's the mummy two tagline. This is here the, we go again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Predator <laughs> prequel. Takes place in 1719 on the Great Plains, and it follows a bunch of Comanche Native Americans uh, as they deal with a predator that lands and is hunting animals and people in their area. It stars Amber Midthunder, who you might remember from Legion, mm-hmm. Dakota Beavers, Michelle Drush, who plays. The Predator. Uh, Dane DeLiagro. Uh, He's a pretty good Predator. Sure. Yeah, they had some really good practical effects that apparently were not used or CGI'd over or something of the mask, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty it's cool like looking. It's like puppet, puppet mouth mm-hmm. opening up. And who, who played the dog? He's an American dingo or Carolina dog. An American dingo, and my baby. The character's name is Sari, 
S-A-R-I-I. I'm probably mispronouncing it. But Coco. Coco the dog. Yeah. Coco. The best From little Atlanta. dog that can. <laughs> I live in Fulton County Animal Shelter. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, we're going to use that one a lot today. Um, so anyways, uh, Prey was awesome. Yeah, it was. I've only seen uh, the first Predator and... That could be I it. Think I don't think I've seen AVP or or we did. Didn't we watch the remake of Predator like five years ago? I watched. Maybe you. Saw I watched it. either. I don't. I, don't I get them mixed up. I watched the Predator on a plane. I think not Predators. Okay, so maybe I haven't seen anything but the first one and this one. So I can't comment on the rest. But these are both great. <laughs> I've only seen AVP and. Whichever of those Predator movies I watched on a plane, I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. Um, they're both awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's pretty universally agreed this is the second best Predator movie after the first one. Yeah. Um, and this movie's great. Uh, it's kind of exactly what I wanted from this movie. Like, the action's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's The concept is really unique, and I love the the like cultural uh, sensitivity that went into it, that it feels very accurate and realistic to a portrayal of these people. Yeah. Um, and I thought the cinematography was really interesting too. I liked that there were a lot of like long takes and they used the, they had a consistent use of like bird's eye view, like drone shots that they used a lot, yeah. which I thought was really cool. Um, and Amber mid thunder is great mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. Naru, right? Is that her name? I think so. Um, she's really, really good. Um, Yeah. I liked my only complaint about the movie is that I thought there was a lot of unnecessary dialogue that kind of explained things that we already understood. Like, uh, I thought visually it was communicated perfectly well that both the predator and Naru were both working their way up as hunters. Like they were starting with small animals Mm -hmm. and working their way up to like the big game. It was very clear. And actually I think the story, the visual storytelling to explain that was great. But then they kept explaining, they kept yeah. saying it like, okay, like we get it. Like you don't you have, have to, to prove yourself <laughs> over and yeah. over again. There was, uh, I feel like there was maybe one other thing like that. that was like, you didn't have to, oh, where she was like, it can't see me because yeah. she <laughs> ate the like herb that made her blood cold or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. Or the other dude ate it. Yeah. She's like, you can't see him. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have to say that. Like we got it. We get it. So that was my only real problem. And those almost feel like studio notes where it was like, mm-hmm. oh, the audience might not get yeah. this. They might not know if they haven't seen the first one that they can't see cold things. Yeah. It has to look for a warm body. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, that's a pretty minor complaint, honestly. Yeah. I also, I agree with everything you said. I thought it was, it's a unique, but really simple concept. Yeah. And like they could easily adapt this to other scenarios, but then I don't know if that becomes too much. Cause then it'll just be like, what if the predator was in these like 1880s or, or is that when this takes place? What if, the pred- what if Jack the Ripper was a predator? <laughs> yeah. Something like that's why yeah. I feel like we're going to get after Probably this. Probably because this was such yeah. a big success. What if he came over on the Mayflower? <laughs> Although, I'd Although like- I would love a, predator in like in a confined space like like, a, like an antarctic science station or a ship maybe that'd be kind of interesting there's a lot of interesting Pirate stuff you could ship. do with the predator um <laughs> but yeah i think this was especially cool because it's it's a it's about a hunter somebody who's mm-hmm. trying to become a hunter uh b it's about people who you would traditionally 
be like, well, they're not going to beat the Predator. Yeah, like, they don't high, have super guns. high tech. He can go invisible. He's got like rockets, whatever. Yeah. But, and obviously that's not how it goes. Um, so it was just super interesting and clever. Very yeah. well done. I thought there was only one or two scenes where the CGI was like, mm, it's a little too noticeable. Mm. But overall, most of it seemed like it had some practical, at least I appreciate a dude running around in a predator suit sure. more than like a CGI one. People were complaining about the bear, but it's like, come on, you can't have a bear attack with a real bear anymore. Well, until we watch Grizzly <laughs> next month. Yeah, that's what I mean. You can't do it anymore. Yeah, anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the only other thing I think we should mention is that there is an option for a native language. Yes, yeah, and I, I think that. that you probably should watch it in that because there is one scene where it really stands out that like this doesn't make sense. He's like, I speak English, and it's like a French dude speaking to the like, native. I speak your language. Yeah, and they're both speaking and they're speaking English. English. It's, yeah, it's confusing. So that part doesn't work without watching it in the native language. Yeah, I kind of wish we had watched it in Comanche. Comanche, kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So other than that. Totally worth seeing. Yeah. Right? What'd yeah, you definitely. rate it? I gave it four stars. I gave it four stars as well. And guess what, people? You can watch it on Hulu and see this Today. little puppy. <laughs> yeah. Is this no the best dog performance since the thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd had to really think about it, but probably yeah. yes. It's a good dog performance. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's Prey 2022. Um, next up, we got one that you watched on your own. What'd you watch? I watched House of Gucci. Oh, boy. Which came out in 2021. <laughs> so that was directed by a little-known director who goes by Ridley Scott. And tagline, a legacy worth killing for. Oh, the true story of how Patrizia Reggiani plotted to kill her husband, Maurizio Gucci, the grandson of renowned fashion designer, Gucci Gucci. Oh, my God. Wait, his name's Gucci Gucci? Yeah. Oh, my God. Guccio Guccio. I don't know. Oh, Lord. I'm part Italian, but even I can't do this. So, starring Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jared Leto, Jeremy Irons, Salma Hayek, Jack Huston, Camille Cotton, and a bunch of other people trying to be Italian, and they're not doing it very well. Did they eat lots of spaghetti? Mm, I don't remember spaghetti. <laughs> or pizza. Uh, so I only watched this because it is recently streaming for free on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, everyone keeps saying this is like really bad, good, like a enjoyable bad movie because Jared Leto's over the top. But while I was watching it, I'm like, this is just boring, bad. So I did not like this at all. It is also really long. It's like two and a half hours. That's a Ridley Scott problem right there. <sighs> yeah. If he had cut it to like two hours, maybe it would be salvageable. There's no reason a movie about Gucci needs to be two and a half hours no, long. No, it really ridiculous. doesn't. And there's too many big heads in this. Big heads? Yeah, like Adam Driver and Lady Gaga and Al Pacino. So big heads. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, like, they're all just like, I'm a big name, oh, so my okay. performance is going to be amazing. And there's too many of them competing for, like, spotlights chewing, and stuff. Chewing the scenery. Yeah. Um, so you could probably just save your time and, like, YouTube the most ridiculous parts and just not watch anything else. So I am not recommending this. 
I gave it two and a half stars. Yikes. And I will never watch it again. Sorry, Ridley Scott. I'll watch your other movies, though. He's such a weird director to me that I feel like he makes equally terrible and wonderful movies. He like, makes so many what movies. Was the, what was the one last year that we made fun of so much and then ended up really liking of his? The duel, Last Duel. Yeah, The Last Duel. Well, yeah, Great. this and that came out the same year. Yeah. Like the, within How's a that month. Possible? That's so bizarre to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So not worth it. But you can see it for free if you want, I guess. No. No, I'll pass. <laughs> uh, so next up, I watched one on my own. First time in forever I've watched It's movies. probably been I've like five a, months. Yeah, I've got a couple on here for this month, surprisingly. <laughs> um, so the first one I watched myself was Dark Wildos from 1993, directed by Mariano Baino. <laughs> is this Italian? It is Italian. <laughs> um, actually Italian. Uh, a new wave of horror. A woman investigates the disappearance of her friend and her own murky past when she travels to a mysterious convent on a barren island. So this was a movie from that Severn Folklore box set. So I finally jumped back into watching those because I really want to finish them before yeah. Halloween and stuff. Um, I thought that it sucks because it, I only watched this like 25 days ago, but it seems like it was like a lifetime ago. I don't remember as much as I would like to be able to talk about, but I really enjoyed it because it is super stylish in that Italian kind of way, uh, Italian horror movie kind of way, but it's not really, it's not like a giallo kind of thing, but very stylish and very twisty. There's a lot of good twists that go on in the movie and it gets pretty wild. Yeah. Um, it's got some really cool effects with some monsters and just like weird makeup effects and stuff and a very good moody atmosphere. Like they're on this Island convent, So it's very like foggy and rainy and, you know, very moody. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is really cool. Folk horror involved like, you know, a cult and creepy nuns and, uh, all kinds of neat stuff. Um, so I really liked this quite a bit. Um, I ended up giving it four stars. Ooh, big rating. So I think we, I think you might like this one. We should maybe watch it together sometime. Um, it's in that box set, but it's also on Shudder and Tubi. Tubi. And that's Dark Waters from 1993. So next up, this is a repeat, which we probably mentioned a year ago. <laughs> oh, man. But, I we were talking about Yeah. This. That is Body Parts, which came out in 1991, directed by Eric Red. The transplant was a success. Then the donor came back to, ah, to take it back. <laughs> uh, criminal, basically what happens. Yeah. Criminal psychologist loses his arm in a car crash and becomes one of three patients to have their missing limbs replaced by those belonging to an executed serial killer. One of them dies violently and disturbing occurrences start happening to the surviving two. Man, I mean, we talked about this movie before for sure, but we love this movie. Yeah. We watched this last Halloween-ish yeah. around that time. I think what's so fun, cool about this movie is that I feel like the concept of like somebody getting like a transplanted blank mm -hmm. any body part and then that turning out to have been part of a serial killer and it affecting them. We've seen that before. Like there are movies about that before. Um, yeah. um, I mean, there's, I think body bags has a, isn't the eye and Mark Hamill does he get an eye transplant. I don't remember. Uh, and there's the Simpsons wig one where he gets a wig made out of snakes hair and, um, idle hands, idle hands. Yeah. Like that's been done before. I think where this movie gets super interesting and crazy is when you realize that there are other people with other body parts from yeah. the same sort of, and then it starts spiraling into something way crazier. Yeah. Um, but we've got Jeff Fahey, oh, I'm sorry. Lindsay Duncan, <laughs> Kim Delaney, Zach, Zach Smokey, Brad Dorf, John Walsh. Uh, I don't know. 
Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think it'd be fun to watch with a group. I always think like, mm, I should pick this at the Halloween party. And then we always, or maybe next year since we just watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Know. We watched this with some friends and it was a blast. Yeah. Uh, Cause it starts off so serious. It's like that early nineties crime drama uh-huh. like vibe. And then it just gets so ridiculous that you weird, can't, weird, weird, weird. <laughs> you can't help, but just laugh. Cause it's really enjoyable. Yeah. And, fun i love that about it but it starts semi-grounded in reality and slowly 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 gets crazier and crazier until by the end it's yeah. like a cartoon yeah. like it's insane <laughs> uh, but it works <laughs> uh, here's what i'll add this time that i don't remember if i talked about last time i thought i think the score is awesome mm-hmm. um i can't like hum it right off the top of my head right now but I'm, it's got a really cool main theme that uses like a theremin and stuff it's real kind of yeah spooky and cool but um, I love uh, Brad Dorf is great in this mm-hmm. and his line when he meets them, he's like, I think you got the other arm. He's like, oh, what do you want to do? Arm wrestle? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or like have uh, a wrestling match. That is great. <laughs> so he is great in this. We should just do a Brad Dorf uh, episode. I think that'd be a blast. I've it's seen a, a lot of only good... 15% of his movies. Wow. But he's made a lot of movies. movies <laughs> I've seen 20 two. of 132. Wow, that is crazy. I wonder if he's just in a bunch of like background stuff early know. on that in his career. Cause I, yeah, because I feel like we've seen, I mean, 20 is a lot. Yeah. For most actors, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. most of their career. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, body parts. Grim Prairie Tales. Weird. It's a movie he's in. <laughs> Sorry, sidetracked because we're making our Hooptober list currently. <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings, One Foot of the Cuckoo's Nest. Wasn't he in Somebody's Watching Me? Wasn't he like a photographer? Yeah, he uh, had great hair in that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, The Eyes of Laura Mars. Oh, not that's Somebody's what I meant. Watching yeah, Me. Eyes of Laura Mars, yeah. Uh, Urban Legend, he's in that? What? Where? <laughs> Is he the killer in that? I don't remember. No, Harper, please. He's probably a cop. <laughs> All right. I gave body parts four and a half. <laughs> I gave it four. Right on. <laughs> you can't watch it anywhere, but no. you can come over to our house and borrow it. <laughs> yeah. You can stream it at our house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on. The next movie we watched was a little movie called New York Ninja from 2021, question mark, or 1980-something, 84. <laughs> Uh, and there's a reason I say that. So this movie is directed by John Lu Chung Lang and Curtis Spieler. Um, after his wife is murdered, a man becomes a ninja to take revenge on her killers across the streets of New York. Uh, this film was originally shot in 1984, but it was never finished. It was abandoned. And Vinegar Syndrome, the boutique Blu-ray company, uh, discovered these, uh, the reels of film. And basically they took these that had no audio and no script and assembled them as best together as they could and redubbed them with new actors. Um, so to basically make a finished movie that they felt was pretty as close to what the original vision was as possible. Yeah. Uh, I think they did a pretty damn good job. This is, they surprisingly did do a good job, right? Not only (laughs) is it feel accurate to what was probably intended and just the weirdness of it, it's also uh, pretty entertaining, and I would say one of the more worthwhile Vinegar Syndrome releases. Yes. Um, it stars uh, John Liu Chung Lang, D- 
Don Wilson, Adrian Meltzer. Well, these are all the people. I don't know. It's confusing to say who it stars because there's the people it stars who acted, real people. and then the people who yeah. did the voices. Like Linnea Quigley did some of the voice, like one of the voice. Michael Berryman did the voice of the bad guy. And anyways, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm in my seat. What are you, you always out? get so squirmy. <laughs> it's a hard chair. You're gonna be like upside down talking to the mic. <laughs> It's not a video show. You didn't have to say anything. <laughs> Whatever. Well, my mic is shaking. You're always hitting the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. I'll show it what it looks like. You're well, always just yeah. like. <laughs> why? 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 You know, nobody can see us. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's great podcasting right here. Uh, what do you think about New York New Ninja? New York Ninja. I thought it looked really great. And at first I was like, I'm surprised the quality's so good. But it's because it's never been shown before. So the projector couldn't rip it to shreds. So true. Very true. good. Uh, rest- no restoration needed, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then I thought dubbing it was a great idea. It doesn't even feel that bad of a dub. Like they're mostly line up with their mouths when it's <laughs> talking. Yeah. So, um, and I thought it made more sense than Miami connection, and definitely, definitely <laughs> which did. intentionally had a plot and didn't make yeah. sense. This is a movie that had no <laughs> script and just raw footage mm-hmm. that they just guessed at what this plot was. And it's way more cohesive than I would say a fair number of vinegar syndrome releases that I've seen. Yeah. That were actual finished movies. And it's just more fun, I guess. It's a little ridiculous and there are like some decent action scenes. I think all the New York gangs are hilarious. Yes. They all like wear different costumes like I'm a cowboy today. And and like then, underwear on their heads. Yeah. It's like, like very... they all are just like wearing <laughs> random clothes. Like is this what you think like yeah. New York gangs look like? I mean, if you've seen Warriors, that's all you have to go on like off of and so every gang has to have a signature style and they're just like we should have one from each representational group (laughs) so yeah i liked it um i like the score that they got done it's like a real cool synthy score by voyager three i think is the band yeah um i like that the bad guy is nuclear powered for no apparent reason they call him the plutonium man That was the only weird. That was the part that was like, oh, this is a vinegar syndrome. That they had to try and fit in. Yeah. Because it barely makes sense. He like opens a briefcase (laughs) that has something in it that glows and makes him go like, and like his hands start (laughs) melting. And then sometimes when he touches people, it like melts them. It's very strange. Also, this movie gets the award for the longest boobs I've ever seen. (laughs) Oh, not in terms of time, (laughs) but quite literal length. Yeah. Like, Go I just on. don't understand physically. It's like a carrot. Like, just <laughs> grew carrot? straight down. <laughs> Maybe like an eggplant? Maybe. I don't know. It's weird. They were very, um... I have a, a weird letterbox list where it's this boob lady and then oh, Cemetery boy. Man, the biggest nipples I've ever seen. Yeah, that's... Like, uh, world... Yeah. <laughs> world's world's <laughs> most uh, extreme breasts. <laughs> Yeah. In uh in in movies, yeah. It is very unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. on that note, New York Ninja long boobs. <laughs> uh, that was New York Ninja. I gave it three and a half stars. I gave it three and a half and it's streaming on Showtime, but nobody has Showtime. Showtime. Really so weird. you're just gonna go rent it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's very strange. All right. So next up we got to see another new movie, one we've been waiting on for a while. And that is Bodies, Bodies, 
Bodies. Which from, came out this year, directed by... Uh, Helena Rain. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> this is not a safe space, is the tagline. Uh-huh. <laughs> In an isolated family mansion, a group of rich 20-somethings decides to play Bodies, 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 a game where one of them is secretly a killer while the rest tries to escape. Things take a turn for the worse when real bodies start turning up, setting off a paranoid and dangerous chain of events. Starring Amandla. I just noticed that too. Not Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Amandla. Amandla oh Stenberg. Maria Baklova. <laughs> Baklova. Baklova. Uh, Mihaela Harold. Rachel Sinat. I never know whether it's Sinat or Sino. I don't know. Chase Sue Wonders. Lee Pace. Where is it? Amen. <laughs> Pete Davidson. That is one big pilot. S-H-I-T. And Connor O'Malley. <laughs> yeah, do we, we don't have an opposite uh, of my man. Yeah, opposite my Davison. man. <laughs> um, speaking of Pete Davidson, this is off topic, but apparently he's doing some autobiographical TV show and he got Joe Pesci to star in it. What? Like what? I didn't know Joe Pesci was still alive, but too he's been retired from like acting. A or something? I don't How's understand. He get all these cool people and these like beautiful girlfriends, and he's, like, he's Pete no Davidson. He's so annoying. <laughs> I thought I don't, it's weird to me that anybody likes him. I just don't get it. Yeah, he's so annoying. Something is lost in translation between our TV screen and I guess. his personality. I mean, if we met him in person, we'd fall in love. Too. Yeah. Whatever you want, Mr. Anyways, Davison. <laughs> what did you think about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? This is a movie we were really excited about. So I liked it, but I think I was too excited for it. So my expectations were higher. Um, I think there are a lot of funny parts, but it gets spoiled in the trailer. Yeah. So I that's probably that. my main issue because there are a lot of clever lines, but if you saw the trailer, you kind of get all of them. I'd say so. there's only one moment I can think of that particularly was like extremely funny that was not in the trailer. Like yeah. most of the funniest parts were in the trailer, which is frustrating because like i get the temptation to do that yeah i mean it worked on us because we're like oh that's cool yeah but then then you give it away yeah then there's like less that we're like yeah i've seen that joke five times i've seen the trailer a bunch already Um, and i also don't think the ending held up i'm mixed on the ending a little bit because i think the twist of like who the quote killer is Mm -hmm. is very clever and funny and I don't want to give it away but I, i just thought it was clever the way it all plays out by the end but yeah the very ending where like the guy shows up who hasn't been there the whole time and it's yeah. just like, Oh, I have service again. Yeah. Is not a particularly like wow ending. Although I did, I did love the end credits. Oh, they're stylish and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I kind of agree with that. I wasn't crazy about the ending, but the payoff to the actual murder mystery are really good. was really good. I thought, um, I guess, I'm also, there's a certain person I wish was in the movie longer. Pete Davidson. <laughs> but I can't, I'll spoil it. So I don't uh, know. <laughs> can you guess what the part I was referring to that I said I thought was really funny that wasn't in the trailer? The veterinarian part? No. Oh, that was, I that's thought pretty, that was that's funny. Good too. Uh, <laughs> what? About her podcast. Oh. <laughs> So Rachel Sinow's character has a podcast. All their friendships are like breaking down. And she's like, it's yeah. like you told her you loved her podcast when you always complained to me about how awful it is. Yeah. And she's like, but it's just me hanging out. It's like, 
I, but it's hanging out with your funniest and coolest friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a lot of work. Yeah. As, as podcasters, I think we identified with yeah. that. I thought that was, that was very clever. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like the vet line, too. Yeah, that was, that was funny. good. I, I won't spoil it. Uh, and this, I will say, what I wanted in this movie, I got, which was um, what Texas Chainsaw was trying to do. Yeah. Which is making fun of uh, modern woke. modern woke youths. This definitely does that in a very clever, uh, genuine way, whereas yeah, Texas Chainsaw was way better ridiculous. Than whatever that attempt was. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it didn't quite live up to my expectations, but I did enjoy it quite a bit. And I mm-hmm. guess it is a horror movie, but I would call it more of a murder mystery than a horror movie. Yeah. Um, you get some blood and guts. Yeah, so... Not necessarily like an October movie, but a fun, very fun movie nonetheless. Uh, what'd you end up giving it? I gave it three and a half stars. I went with four. It seems a little high, hmm. but it's it. your own rating, so yeah, I don't. can't say anything. <laughs> uh, you're si- don't silence me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are so toxic. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Hanging out with your coolest and funniest friend. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's only in theaters, so you might have to wait a while for it streaming. Yeah, true. I don't know where A24 streams. I think it's Showtime. I thought they just made a deal with like HBO or something. Well, who knows what's happening remember? with HBO? Well, yeah, but so. remember there was like something where, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. All right. So next up, let's. Uh, we watched a couple of strange movies <laughs> just uh, <laughs> in terms of weird picks. Uh, we watched Shallow Grave from 1994, directed by a Mr. Danny Boyle. Danny? <laughs> and Danny? St- starring one Christopher Eccleston and Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Whoever, Carrie Fox. <laughs> the award-winning thriller, they'll bury you with laughs. laughs. I don't remember laughing that much. It was funny in the beginning. Yeah. When accountant David, Dr. Juliet, and journalist Alex are searching for a fourth roommate for their trendy flat, they settle on the aloof Hugo. However, they soon find Hugo dead of a drug overdose overdose, <laughs> overdose, beside a large sum of cash. After some deliberation, the three others decide to keep the money and to dismember and bury Hugo's body because that's totally normal to do. Mm-hmm. And soon, each roommate starts thinking about keeping all the money by scamming the others. So, yeah, I liked it. (laughs) Uh, Did I tell you that somewhere in the trivia, I can't remember what the connection was, but um, this is very possibly in the same universe as Train Spotting. It seems like it would be. You know, obviously, Ian McGregor plays a different character, but uh, there's it might be the dead the guy Hugo or one of the gangsters that he robbed the bank with. I think Hmm. there's a character played by the same actor with the same name in Train Spotting. So people are like, oh, same universe. It's kind of cool. Well, this is his debut, right? It's if it's not his first movie, it's like his first big movie. Uh, Yeah, I think he like it premiered at film festivals and he got like recognition for it. Yeah, I think this is the movie that kind of put him on the stage a little bit. Yeah, Danny Boyle, that is. Um, I thought this was pretty fun. Um, this definitely interesting, and you can tell it's a Danny Boyle movie. Well, yeah, it has like all of his signature style stuff, like great soundtrack, and then like fast paced editing in the beginning montage, and yep. there was a creepy baby right at one point, a baby doll, that baby doll, around, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a creepy funny. baby doll. <laughs> man, this, when we every time we watch an older Danny Boyle movie, I'm like, what the hell happened to him, man? I don't know. It's so disappointing. He's so, 
the movies he makes now are just so just kind of plain and like he just puts out stuff randomly that nobody cares about anymore. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe it's out of three won the Oscar, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, because like this and Train Spotting and uh, 20 Days Later. People love the beach. Yeah, I need, well, I, I want to watch that. Um, so I even like Sunshine quite a bit, but like, yeah, he said, like, that's the main thing I took away from this movie is you, it's so nice. Um, it's so fun to watch a movie when it's clearly somebody's like early in their career and he's just yeah. like being really like not all the choices work a hundred percent, but he's trying all these like big, bold swings. Mm-hmm. Like every shot is like crazy and weird. And every scene is like, he's like trying to get the most out of everything. it's like the kind of, this is the kind of movie that nobody, nobody's like fourth or fifth movie would look like this. Yeah. Um, so I really, I enjoyed that bit of it quite a lot. Yeah. I guess my other issue and like all these three roommates are kind of awful <laughs> in their own well, way. Yeah, I think that's kind of the point. But then, yeah, with the plot, it really pushes them all to be even more awful. <laughs> well, it's kind of like it's almost the same plot as um, what was that one? Treasure this year, Madre, right? Where those like three friends, yeah, find that treasure, and then it, it ends up like tearing them into yeah. murder and stuff because yeah, it's just like money corrupts even like the best people. Because like at the beginning of the movie, they're all like the best of friends, and it's really goofy and silly mm-hmm. while they're like interviewing possible roommates. And then introducing like thousands of dollars, they all just start getting crazier and crazier. Yeah. Um, and then what's his name? Christopher Eccleston. His character goes kind of off in a different direction than what I was expecting. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny though, because I've only ever really seen him in like Doctor Who and 20, days, 20 later. days Later. So this is the only time I've really seen him like have a lot of screen time. He's always like background or like Thor. He was that villain. Oh, right. I was worried about that. Well, he's in one of the, he's in a movie in that folklore box that I'm excited about watching that we should may watch together. Anchorus. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Actually, I thought this was a lot of fun. I'm glad we watched it. I don't think I like it as much as Train Spotting no, or 28 no. Days Later, but I did like it, and I think it's a solid, solid movie. Yeah, it's very different from what type of movies usually get made now. Yeah, I agree. This kind of like indie crime movie. Yeah, yeah I, I gave this it kind of stuff. three and a half. I gave it four. Did I think we, we rent this? rented it on Prime? Although it's on Criterion Disc. Hmm, um, it wasn't on the channel. Yeah. So, although a lot of our friends have seen it, and so maybe it was streaming at some point. Yeah, maybe it was when we watched it. I don't remember. That was only like a week ago. Yeah. Um, Shallow Gravy. Not to be confused with Shallow (laughs) Gravy, the band in Venture Brothers. Uh, All right, next up, let's get weird. Weird, weird, weird. (laughs) Uh, We're talking about Daisies from 1966, directed by Vera Chitlova. Just the one hey, Polish lady, ladies. <laughs> Wait, Polish? Not Polish. Czechoslovakian. Yeah. Hey, Czech ladies. <laughs> Up's a daisy, down's a daisy, turned on's a daisy. Oh, my. <laughs> Two teenage girls, both named Marie, decide that since the world I is... I had no idea they had names and that their yeah, name was either. the same. <laughs> they decide that the world is spoiled. They will be spoiled as well, according... Accordingly, they embark on a series of destructive pranks in which they consume and destroy the world about them. This free-willing, madcap, feminist farce was immediately banned by the government. Ladies can't be fun. (laughs) Starring a bunch of Czech people. 
Zika Shorova and Ivana Karbanova. <laughs> couple extra syllables in there. Yeah, Karbanova. <laughs> um, so this is like a 60s surrealist experimental film, I guess. Very experimental. Yeah. Um, it uses probably every type of camera trick you can think about, which is actually pretty cool. Yes. There are a lot of cool shots and scenes. You're like, hmm, how'd they do that? Like in camera, that's crazy. Cause it's the sixties. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, pretty wild. So my review, these girls just want to eat and they'll do whatever it takes to get their cake. And mm-hmm. I respect that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because basically they're just like, they're like going on dates. With they don't men. have jobs. They're poor. They're taking Well, these old men deserve it. They're using old men who find are creepy and find them attractive uh-huh. to make them buy them meals. And then they like push them on a train and get them out of there. And yeah. then they just go about their day and have fun. <laughs> That's the closest thing to a plot the movie has. Yeah. It's way more abstract than that makes it sound. And then the last five minutes all about like anti-government takedown stuff, communism thing. Yes, is it? Yeah. When they're all explain, they're like, "We'll uh, we'll do our hard work, and then we'll be happy, and we'll do this, and oh, then yeah. we'll be happy." It's like they're doing everything opposite that they've been doing. Yeah, it's like rules true. are great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's probably why it got banned. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is the kind of movie that like ten years ago I would have like gone crazy for. And I would have been like, everybody should watch this movie. Um, it's not <laughs> the kind of movie I watched not- lately. It's no, I liked it, but it's not the kind of movie that I would like actively seek out now the way I did then, and I would be like all over it. Um, the editing is crazy in this yeah. movie, especially there's all these fast cuts where it's like anytime like a phone rings, mm-hmm. it's like there's like a thousand cuts with the phone ringing sound of like montage or not montage, <laughs> um, collage of like whatever is yeah. something sort of applicable to what's going on well it has weird sound design too like in yeah. the beginning they're moving but they're creaking like old yeah. wood so i was like let's watch this cool movie it's supposed to be this like feminist <laughs> 60s movie we're like, yeah. okay and we turn on yeah and it's these two girls going like they're like moving like robots <laughs> and it, every time do? they move they're it's like wood creaking yeah and i was like oh <laughs> it's gonna be that kind of movie i honestly did not know it was gonna be that like out there style wise but i think it works <laughs> yeah this is definitely one of the more experimental movies we've watched in a long time yeah um, from our film your film school days yeah, i only had sure. the, i only is, had the one class actually the one actually <laughs> yeah this is definitely the kind of thing i would have watched when i was in school for sure yeah um but it's it's very unique it's pretty interesting um uh, yeah i wrote in my review that it's not like an everyday viewing kind of movie but that i appreciate the like creativity and bravado of it because it's, it's pretty wild funny though i think plaza drum showed this like not maybe last year or something oh. um so that would have been a weird <laughs> movie theater experience yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> but i think this is listed in a lot of the like top 100 films directed by ladies um so the poster was always caught my eye and like it sounds interesting well, the poster <laughs> makes it like this movie's like two years old yeah it, it looks, looks like very a modern movie or something yeah. like spring breakers <laughs> yeah uh, but Technicolor. it is not it is a movie from czechoslovakia in 1966 yeah so i do think you have to be in a certain mood to watch it but i think it's definitely worth seeing yeah i would agree with that i gave it four stars i gave it three and a half you're sexist <sighs> 
It's streaming on HBO and Criterion. Cool. So check it out, even if Harper won't say it's good. Uh, I said three and a half stars. <laughs> and uh, we're going to move on because guess who won the poll? Who? We did a movie debate on our last episode and shockingly, <laughs> la- last minute turn of twist of fate. I, Harper, won the poll. Uh, dead man beat out Scarface. I never would have thought in a million years that was going to happen. I was surprised to... Paul to you the rescue. You never win anything. My, my buddy Paul, who likes <laughs> weird movies, came to the rescue and had the deciding vote because it was tied up until that point. Yeah. Uh, so shockingly, I won, which meant we watched Dead Man first. <laughs> uh, so we watched. Yeah, we both win in our own ways. <laughs> yeah. So we watched Dead Man from 1995, directed by Jim Jarmusch. No one can survive becoming a legend. That's a that's weird bad. That is not a tagline that nope. seems to apply to this movie at all. <laughs> uh, on the run after murdering a man, accountant William Blake uh, encounters a strange North American North American. Why don't they say Native American? That's weird. Might be a type uh, man named Nobody who prepares him for his journey into the spiritual world. Uh, it stars. Get ready for this. <gasps> Johnny Depp, Garrett, Gary Farmer, Crispin Glover, Lance Henriksen, Michael Wincott, uh, John Hurt, Robert Mitchum, Iggy Pop, Gabriel Byrne, Jared Harris, uh, Alfred Molina, Billy Bob Thornton, Steve Buscemi. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. This cast is enormous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love this movie. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Um, and it's probably my favorite Jim Jarmusch. It's definitely my favorite Jim Jarmusch. It's not movie. my favorite. Only Lovers Left Alive. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the only one that comes close for me. Um, Dead Man is fantastic. It's like philosophical and funny, and uh, the, the score by Neil Young is great. Um, the cast is insane. Uh, the cinematography is really really good. Which I think it was who's the cinematographer? Was it Robbie Muller? Guy that did Paris, Texas, I think so. Uh, yeah, Robbie Miller. I like Paris, Texas. Yeah. So, but more importantly, <laughs> how right was I? I liked it. It's not my favorite. You're wrong. The poll says you're wrong. And I was a little sleepy when we Sur- watched it. Uh, <laughs> survey but says. I liked it. Um, <laughs> you loved it is what you're yeah. supposed to say so Jim Jarmusch can be hit or miss for me but I sure. do think this is one of his better films so it's not as good as Only Lovers Left Alive but this is probably my second okay so that's good so it's above what other ones have you seen Ghost Dog that terrible zombie movie he made and Broken Flowers which I don't remember that Flowers much pretty good and we've not watched a lot of it. his early stuff this is probably the oldest of his movies that you've seen right because you haven't seen like Strangers and what's it called? Strangers in Paradise. Was Ghost Dog before this? Yeah. Um, I don't know actually. Ghost Dog's probably after this. Yeah. 99. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen Patterson or Night on Earth. I would be interested in Night, Night on, on Earth. Earth. Is, I th- actually, I don't know if I've seen that one. I've seen Mystery Train and one of those other early ones. I can't remember which one. Um, I liked the cinematography. I liked that it was shot in black and white. I thought that helped a lot. I liked that Gary Farmer is great. And he keeps popping up for us this mm-hmm. year because he's in Reservation Dogs, too. Um, and I liked the overall plot, where it's like this continuous journey yeah. that they're on. Where are they going? What's going to happen? Well, yeah, and I like it's the idea philosophical. of a character who is dying over the course of the whole movie, basically. Yeah. And um, and just like, yeah, I let, Jim Jarmusch tends to do these things where it's like these episodic 
like a scene based storytelling where it's all like, okay, these characters are only in this one scene and yeah. then you move on. Yeah. I like the scene with, um, well, I like the people hunting them. They're little, uh, Lance Hendrickson and, uh, Michael, Michael and, Cotton, and Cotton. Uh, I don't, don't remember the other guy's name. Um, and then I also liked the scene with, uh, Billy Bob is yes. like the homeless hobo like camp hobo guys. Yeah. He gets shot in the leg and he just goes, I got up and hit. Yeah. <laughs> did you like, recognize him? Did you like when Lance Hendrickson was eating a human hand a la Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When was Steve Buscemi in it? I was trying to remember that too. Uh, let's Maybe see. he's like in the town or something. Bartender. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't remember. Oh, well, he was barely in it. I mean, he does go to get a drink from the bar, the but he doesn't have any speaking lines. Interesting. Very hmm. Interesting. So overall, I give it four stars. Did you like Crispin Glover and his weird speech? Yeah, but you built it up too much. <sighs> I was expecting like something really weird. It was weird. <laughs> but I thought you'd be like, oh, doing something weird. And the way weird. he says things where he's like, look, they're shooting buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a weird he dude. He's very weird. <laughs> it's a perfect way to start the movie. He is. Weird, weird, weird. <laughs> well... <laughs> what haven't we used this episode uh nice uh, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah i liked it well i loved it <laughs> uh it was a four and a half for me i have four i think it's a beautiful and strange and funny movie and i think it's great <laughs> uh it's on hbo and criterion currently so go watch it because i won <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best. And Dead Man Rules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up was a movie I saw without Michelle, but with my buddy Kyle. And I saw yeah. like four or five other people that I knew, some other friends of mine that were at the screening. That is Made in Hong Kong from 1997, directed by Fruit Chan. Um, Autumn Moon is a young go-nowhere triad gangster. Uh, whose self-regard far outstrips his talents or accomplishments. While working as a debt collector, he meets the feisty teen Ping, who suffers from renal failure and needs a kidney transplant, though her chances of receiving one are slim. Nevertheless, Moon falls for Ping and idealistically resolves to improve himself and become her savior. But that goal may be futile for someone of Moon's station and temperament. That's a long way, long description for this movie. Um <laughs> I'm just re- <laughs> moving around. He's like a Move little frog. I don't know. <laughs> frog? Well, your legs are up. <laughs> uh, Why are you hanging upside down? <laughs> uh, it stars Sam Lee, Miki, Yim, Hyuchi, Wendersley, and Carol Lam, among some other Hong Kongers. Um, yeah, this was super cool. I actually really enjoyed this quite a bit. It's um, very... It's not like most other Hong Kong movies that I've seen. Um, if it reminded me a little bit more of like, uh, I, I always forget the director's name, but the guy that did Yi Yi. Yeah. Like his, uh, what is that guy's name? I'll look it up. I was going to say Andrew Yang. Andrew that is Yang. not correct. <laughs> um, but it might be something Yang. I don't remember. It is Edward Yang. Edward Yang. You were close. That Actually, it was pretty close. You were very close. Um, <laughs> just in the sense that it's very like slice of life and. Uh, or, or like Wong Kar Wai movies. It's got that kind of like 90s style to it for sure. Yeah. Um, it's like Wong Kar Wai, but, but kind of more violent, I guess. He's like the bad guy. The bad one. The bad boy. <laughs> I'm Wong a bad Kar-wai. mom. <laughs> um, 
So, and again, like Shallow Grave, this one is a movie that you can definitely tell it's like a young director who's really trying to like make put his mark out there. And keep one saying Shallow Gravy. <laughs> there was a cool piece of trivia that the video drum guy, um, John, uh, talked about before the movie. He said that they were basically he had been an assist. The director had been an assistant director up to this point, and he'd been saving the short ends, which is the pieces of film that get left over mm. that aren't shot on. Uh, from other movies he worked on and then just splice them all together. <gasps> splice together. Ah. Um, to to <laughs> have enough film to make this movie. So it was very like DIY, kind of do it yourself. And it's cool because you can kind of tell there's parts of the movie where like the film stock is different or whatever. And he like used that in a stylistic way, which is kind of cool. Um, I really enjoyed it quite a bit, except that the movie, it's not that long, but it felt very long. Like That can be awful. The ending, it felt like it. Sh- I kept thinking the credits were going to roll like three times before they actually rolled. Like it just went on way too long at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was the only thing that was kind of a bummer because it ended on a sour note because of that. But um, I really enjoyed it up until then. Uh, so I ended up giving it four stars. Is it streaming? It is not. Um, I'm not sure the best way to see this movie if you can't go back into the past <laughs> and go to the plaza. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but that's made in Hong Kong from 97. I thought it was quite good. Cool. Next movie. So next up is a little movie <laughs> slash TV miniseries called Salem's Lot. Is that how you pronounce it? Or is it? What it's, is, it's Jerusalem. Salem, Salem's, Salem's Lot. Lot. Salem's Lot. <laughs> yeah. Came out in 1979. Directed by a Mr. Toby Hooper. Tobe Hooper. Toba. Hubba Hooper. Um, so obviously this is the adaptation of the Stephen King novel. Is that obvious? Um, yeah, I think so. But uh, it was like <laughs> his second book after uh, Carrie, I believe. Was Carrie his first book? Yeah. I always thought it was like Misery or something. Mm-mm. No, Misery's way later because that's like about when he was like on or Coke Cujo. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's Cujo early? Maybe. Anyway, um, what's Salem's lot. lot about? Ben Mears has returned to his hometown to write a book about the supposedly haunted Marston house. When people around the Marston house start dying mysteriously, Mears discovers that the owner of the mansion is actually, spoiler, a vampire. <laughs> who is turning them into an army of undead slaves. No! <laughs> <laughs> We well, haven't used perfect, that in a while. No, perfect use for that, actually. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm on my A game. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, yeah, so uh, it stars James Mason, David Soul, Kenneth McMillan, a bunch of people I don't know. Ed Flanders. Alicia Cook. Not Jr. Ned Flanders. <laughs> yeah, that is fun. Uh, Bonnie Bedelia. That's, uh, she's the one from Bedelia. Die Hard. And they, she's in They Shoot Horses, don't they? Huh. Anyways. Um, oh, yeah, I think she's the ditzy actress who really? might be pregnant. The pregnant one? Yeah. Uh, I think Bruce, she is. Bruce Stern's girlfriend? I think she might be. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you might be right. I don't remember. Anyways. Um, she's Ruby Bates. So, yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I thought this was okay. Not that great. I thought it was... A little bit boring because this movie is a mini, originally a mini series. So yeah, it's, it's like over, it's, it's three, three hours. hours yeah. Um, I have not read the book and I feel like having not read the book, 
they chose to only show the most boring parts. Like, I bet the book is way better. Yes, the so, book is great. There are, though, some really great scenes yes, I with agree. the Toby Hooper style. So Yeah, there are a couple of really cool sequences, um, but they grand total probably like 15 minutes of like the three-hour yeah. movie. You get like um, no character development. It's really weird. Yeah, I agree. Especially with who are supposed to be the protagonists, like yeah, Ben and I Susan. I barely are like, know what they're about. And they're not very likable either, honestly. They are not. Um, ben especially. <laughs> he's kind of just creepy. Um, very creepy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I was just constantly pointing out like, oh, why'd they change that? Why'd they change that? Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff from the book that they like consolidated or just changed completely. And but most of all, the pacing is just terrible. It's super it is slow. Very slow. Which the book, uh, the pacing is one of the best things about it because like the whole, the way it, like gradually the vampire problem like gradually builds up and then is suddenly like overwhelmingly large is r- really cool. Yeah. That, like you slowly figure out what's happening, but in this it's just straight slow. Like and it's very should be very obvious to all of them what's happening from the very beginning. Yeah. Um. So really, just watch Midnight Mass. Yeah, clearly Midnight Mass is the better version of this, really. (laughs) Although I am mildly curious about the other Salem's Lot with, with, uh, what's his name? Rob Rob Lowe. Lowe. Your man. My man, Rob Lowe. man. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, so we bought a cheapo DVD collection that has the the 90s Salem's Lot, mm -hmm. the 90s It, and the 90s sci-fi classic of The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> so we might dive into all of his miniseries. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this was not great. Um, I was pretty bored by the end of it, honestly. Yeah. I'm not, like, mad we watched it. No, um, it's fine. Like I'm I glad to watch it... another Toby Hooper movie, too. Yeah. I gave it three stars. I did, too. The poster's cool. I mean, yeah, again, there's cool parts of it. It's just, like... They're you can condense that into like an hour. Yeah, they're overwhelmed <laughs> by like the very slow, not that appealing rest of the movie. Yeah, but it is streaming on Shutter if you <laughs> really want to watch it after our review. Yeah, it made it sound really great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next up, this is going to be a little out of character for us. <laughs> for you, uh, I'm not have pretty, anything to do with this one. For you. <laughs> uh, so I went with some friends uh, to go see the new Dragon Ball movie. Which has the wonderful <laughs> title of Dragon Ball Super Superhero. That's confusing. It is. It's because the the show, the current show, is called Dragon Ball Super. So they, why? Just, I don't know. Because it's Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball GT. What? Not Dragon Ball. Why are there so many different letters? <laughs> yeah, and now it's Dragon Ball Super. Uh, so I don't have a ton to say about it. Um, uh, except was it subs or dubs? Uh, it was dubs. Uh, <laughs> It was it was fun to watch because I remembered like why I used to love the show when I was in like middle school because it is very much like a soap opera for teenage boys. Um, it's just all about like you know uh, big buff dudes who have to fight other big buff dudes and there's a lot of like drama involved. Yeah, um, and I appreciated that like Meat with the cakes. show, huh? Meat cakes. Yeah. Or beef cakes. Beef cakes. <laughs> meat meat cakes. cakes. Vegan meat cakes. <laughs> um, beyond meat cakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things that was annoying about the show is how they'd spend like 40 episodes telling a story that they could have told in like four episodes. Yeah. So it was nice to see like a 90 minute movie where there's like, they introduce new characters and a new villain. They'd beat that new villain and move on. <laughs> like, you know, so that was kind of fun to have it distilled into like just a movie length thing. 
Um, and I appreciated that some of my old favorite characters who like have long since been like not the not the strongest, not the protagonist of this show or anything, uh, became uh, super powerful and interesting again. They, Piccolo and Krillin were like actually involved, who I used to really like when I was a kid. Yeah. So um, I have no idea what those names mean. Mm-hmm. My first Dragon Con badge <laughs> name was Piccolo. Really? Mm-hmm. Mine was Jubilea. Darth Jubilea, I believe. Or Nilbog Virgin the second. Yeah, I don't remember which one came from. I think it was Darth Jubilea was first. Yeah, uh, yeah we used to always be Darth We'll get into that later. Yeah, thing. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, it was fine. I mean, it's not like an amazing movie, but it was fun to watch, and it was fun to go see it with friends who were into Dragon Ball and stuff. So uh, I gave it three and a half stars. It's not the worst. Three and a half. Yeah, I'm so fun. Nice. Not even close to the worst movie I've seen this year for 2022, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was fine. That's Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Maybe at the end of the year, our our December roundup will, our mini segment will be the worst ones we watched throughout the year. That'd be kind of funny, yeah. Because we don't always talk about the worst ones. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The newest one. Yes. Be specific. <laughs> no confusion here. We love well, the original. the Texas Chainsaw. Right? Uh, there's some, a lot of bad movies in the running this year, so yeah, we'll true. see. <laughs> All right, next, so next up. You go. So let's just say we're doing a little uh, research for a, an upcoming show that you'll hear very soon. Um, it's very obvious when you look at our letterbox account. Yeah, so don't look. <laughs> um, but uh, we watched a movie that I've wanted to see for a long time, and that is called Victoria from 2015, directed by Sebastian Shipper. Uh, one city, one night, one take. <gasps> <gasps> oh my gosh, a young Spanish movie. A young Spanish woman who has newly moved to Berlin finds her flirtation with a local guy turned potentially deadly as their night out with his friends reveals a dangerous secret. Um, starring a bunch of German and Spanish people that I've never heard of <laughs> and that I don't think we've seen in anything else. Um, but uh, yeah, so the big thing with this movie, obviously, is the whole movie is done in one take. Which I didn't know before we started. I also really? always thought this movie was a horror film because well, it's, on it's always on Shutter. Yeah, I don't know why it's on Shutter. I mean, it's intense, but it's not scary. Yeah, I thought um, she was like a vampress who like like under the skin or something. You didn't, and you didn't know the movie was going to be in one take until we started no. watching. That's like the whole reason. We were watching. It. I was like, I think this is still the same scene shot. I didn't know you didn't know that. That's like the whole reason I've wanted to see it for so long. Uh, Cause I've always heard about that. The that. poster looked kind of cool. Yeah, it's a cool poster. Um, but yeah, it's like a little over two hours and they, they filmed it all in one take. They did three, three takes of it. And the third one's the one they used, uh, which is crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah, but basically she gets like kind of flirting with this guy who's in like this kind of group of like hooligans. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, the whole time, like she's going to get kidnapped or murdered yeah, or like, like they're really vampires. <laughs> but basically she gets roped in through various circumstances into helping them perform a robbery. Yeah. Um, and then obviously things don't go well and they sure don't. it gets worse and worse and worse. It sure does. <laughs> um, and it's all one take following this whole like night as things keep getting worse. Um, I thought this was pretty damn good actually. Um, I liked it a lot too. Yeah. I think there's some issues with it. Like I think, I think that the story is not particularly like, well, the, the like robbery itself and like, what happens after that is not particularly like clever or like um, uh, 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 
super interesting. Like it's just like, then they're chased by the cops, you know, just bad things keep Mm -hmm. happening, but you can kind of forgive that because it all just plays very well into the whole one take thing that you're just like super in it. And you only know what the characters know. You're always following the girl, uh, Victoria. And, um, it's just super intense. Yeah. I think, I think the beginning is a little bit slow to kind of like, okay, when are they going to like do this thing and whatever, because there's a lot of like dialogue and like building this relationship. She's like figuring out who they are and they're trying to get to know her and stuff. Um, and then like the actual like robbery part is very minimal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I thought that was going to be the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it ends up not really. No, the robbery being... happens in the span of like two minutes. Yeah. Everything happens very fast. And then, so yeah, it feels like it's building up and building up and then it does just kind of like go crazy at the end. Yeah. And I know some people don't feel like it's, you lose more of like, their interaction after that point because it's just kind of like yelling and running and yelling. So like you get less character stuff later on. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of character building in the beginning and it's, it's actually feels pretty natural. Like they did a good job of it. You figure out like most people's backgrounds and stuff that come into play later. Like this one guy used to be in jail and stuff. So that comes back. Did you know that she wasn't really playing the piano? Uh, I was guessing that was surprising to me she did a good job of faking it yeah, i guess because it looks very believable like i thought for but yeah she that would really be was. like can you imagine too having, hard to do in one shot well yeah can you imagine <laughs> it, but yeah but faking it in one shot is equally as hard yeah. i would guess she had to like well, she probably roughly knows it and that's like and they 45 just, minutes yeah. into it like oh man what if she like accidentally like too hits much a key while the camera's looking yeah. at her fingers that is totally wrong like wow. <laughs> also i would totally have to pee during this like y'all have Got diapers on? Oh, like what? That, yeah. <laughs> like it's like a two-hour movie. Yeah. I've got ridiculous. a tiny bladder. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's definitely a unique movie um, that I think is definitely worth seeing. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I gave it four stars. I did too. Streaming on Shutter and Showtime. All right. You want to take this next one? I sure do. So I watched Orphan. First Kill, which is a new Kill. 2022 movie directed by William Brent Bell. There's always been something wrong with Esther. 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 Astrid. So this is the prequel to Orphan, which I think I talked about on this podcast probably like Three years ago. I don't know. It wasn't that long. It was like six months ago. <laughs> it wasn't six months. Anyway, so it stars Isabel Furman, who plays the same character, Julia Stiles, Roseph Sutherland, Matthew Finlan, Hiro Kanagawa, and Samantha Walks. How's Julia Stiles these days? She's okay. <laughs> Um, So after escaping from an Estonian psychiatric facility, Lena Klammer travels to America by impersonating Esther, the missing daughter of a wealthy family. But when her mask starts to slip, she is put put against the mother who will protect her family from the murderous child at any cost. Basically the same exact plot as the first first one. one. There is a twist. I will not spoil it. Um, 
so Julia Stiles, it took me actually a while to recognize her. Hmm. She, for some reason, looks different. I guess it's just because she's not blonde. And like, I've always seen her as a blonde. She yeah. has like really dark hair. Was in she this. blonde when she was in Dexter, too? She might have been. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, she plays the mom. And so I think if you've seen the first one, you're kind of like, well, we kind of know the gimmick, like going into this one. So yeah. what's going to be different? So they do address that at least. So there is a twist that makes it more interesting. But up until that point, I was like, this is kind of boring. It kind of just feels like recycled, but then it does change and gets a little more interesting, but then it feels like an SVU episode, like too, <laughs> like, okay, okay yeah. <laughs> I guess this is what would happen. Um, and it's still, it, they use like child doubles because Isabel Furman is now like in her 20s. <laughs> She's yeah. no longer like the 10 year old actress <laughs> from the last one. Uh, so it's a little, you can tell when they change her, but they do try to do some forced perspective stuff. That's so cool. she might be like kneeling when somebody's like talking to her. So it's still yeah. like, I mean, she looks still pretty young, I guess, but you can tell the, there's like, sleepy eyes now she's seen some (laughs) s-h-i-t um uh the only problem i have with this i guess is that it feels very cheap like Hmm. how it was made it's very like glowy camera and it's like Mm. that type of style just doesn't work anymore yeah i don't like that look so i don't know what was up with that um other than that, sure, it wasn't I, just a crappy projector at the it, I think it was both. I think the projector was kind of crappy and dim, so that didn't help. But it was Ew. definitely filmed like glowy. I was yeah. like, is this all like in a dream? <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, I don't remember if it was rated R or not. There's some blood, but I don't remember how gory it actually was. Um, but I think if you like the first one, you would like this one. It's definitely not the worst horror film I've seen this year. Well, it would be hard to top. Yeah. I think it's good for orphan fans. There's some funny parts too. Um, Mm -hmm. Orphan heads? Yeah. Orphan orphan fans called? (laughs) They're just orphans. Yeah. Just orphans. Yeah. Uh, I end up giving it three stars. I think if it came to streaming, more people will enjoy it. I, no reason to see it in a theater, so. Yeah. So yeah, go see Orphan whenever it comes streaming. But watch the first one. <laughs> I like the first one more. So just watch the first one and I, don't look up what it's about. <laughs> yeah, I wish I didn't already know the twist. I know, it's such a good twist. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, our last movie to talk about. Yes, some. Wait, what, did you say what rating you give it? Three. Okay. Um, wait, so is it better or worse than Salem's Lot? Better. Okay. (laughs) It's more interesting, at least. (laughs) All right. So our last movie, because I'm a good sport, I guess, (sighs) even though I won and Dead Man is great and everybody agrees it's a better movie, (laughs) we we watched uh, Scarface, 1983, directed by Brian D. Palma. The world is yours. World is yours, if you want it. (laughs) Um, Starring Al Pacino, Stephen Bauer, Michelle Pfeiffer, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, Robert Loggia, Miriam Colon, F. Murray Abraham, our boy. Yeah. My man. <laughs> My man, F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> um, uh, Richard Belzer. Oh, yeah. Playing basically himself. That was so yeah. Weird. All right. 
after getting a green card in exchange for assassinating a Cuban government official, Tony Montana <laughs> stakes a claim on the drug trade in Miami, viciously murdering anyone who stands in his way. Tony eventually becomes the biggest drug lord in the state, controlling nearly all the cocaine <laughs> that comes through Miami. <laughs> but instead pressure from the police wars with Colombian oh drug God. cartels and his own drug field paranoia <laughs> serves to fuel the flames of his eventual downfall was that your best impersonation yeah is that better or worse than his crappy uh, poor, uh, Cuban accent uh, it's about the same I guess <laughs> uh, so Harper hated it I didn't hate it Harper was like oh why did I waste my whole life watching this no, I didn't hate it but I, it wasn't <laughs> Uh, I thought it was fine. Actually, there was stuff I liked a lot about it. Um, I, there were a lot of scenes. I thought it was shot, and there were a lot mm-hmm. of individual scenes that I liked, particularly that chainsaw scene in the begin- near the beginning was yeah. fantastic. I was like, it's man, intense. if the whole movie's going to be like this, I'm going <laughs> to love it. And then like most of the movies, just them like yelling at each other a lot. Yeah, um, I agree. It's been a while since I've seen it. I still really like it, and I think it's worth seeing at least once. And I think the beginning and the ending is really intense and good, but the middle drags. Here's the thing for me that I kept thinking about watching it is that like, it's a good movie, but I've seen this story already and it was with Al Pacino and it was much better. And that's the Godfather, a story about somebody like coming in, becoming uh, like a bad guy, like, you know, building themselves up or whatever. And that's like the Godfather is the same goddamn story. And it's so much better than this. Um, but technically, this was made before that, if you count the original movie. Yeah, but this has nothing to do with the original movie. <laughs> it has everything to do with gangsters. Yeah, but the plot <laughs> is completely different. Um, if it wasn't Al Pacino, would you have liked it more? I mean, maybe. I didn't dislike Al Pacino. I like Al Pacino. But, I mean, and again, I didn't hate it. I just, it just, like, it's also one of those things, too, where, like, this is like the uh, Cronenberg's History of Violence. Like, I think History of Violence is a great movie, yeah. but I also kind of deep down I hate it because it was like the beginning of Cronenberg like turning down a different road that I was much less interested in and the same with De Palma like I feel like this is where he stopped doing like super interesting weird crime movies and started doing like uh you know um, untouchables and Mission Impossible yeah like these just kind of I don't know stuff I'm way less that's good movies but stuff I'm we just, just way don't less like interested. our horror directors to go off I don't into I their own it. stuff well he stuck with horror for a lot longer than most of the yeah. other guys like Coppola and, and Spielberg um yeah so that bugs me a little bit but I mean it was a good movie it's just not my kind of movie necessarily and it's also just so freaking long come on it's a little it's long. so long but it's not as long as Salem's Lot um no that was also way too long but did you like the music? Oh, yeah. Because I loved right. it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And that was a big selling point for me sure, that I didn't know when you were arguing for it in the debate. Yeah. Uh, Giorgio Moroder doing the score is, the score is really cool. And like very everyone has their own theme and it's like sets the tone and then you got push it to the limit. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yes. Would you like, this that. is the Scarface song? <laughs> uh, um, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, the score was really good. I like the music a lot, too. Well, I'm so, just glad you watched it, finally. Yeah, and there's stuff I liked about it, and I'm glad I finally saw it, too, because it's been a blind spot for me for a long time. It's obviously, you know, one of the crime movies that everybody always talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just waiting for all... I mean, that was the other thing, too, is it's one of those movies, too, where I've heard all the lines a million times, yeah. so I was just kind of waiting for, like, the first you get the money, <laughs> and, like, say hello to my little friend, and my favorite censored version 
This whole city is just one chicken waiting to get plucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was fine. I haven't reviewed it yet, but I think I'd probably give it three and a half. Yeah, maybe four. four. I'm somewhere. You in don't have now. to do a four. You can do three and a half. Okay, it'd be like a three point <laughs> seven five. Soundtrack bumps it up. Yeah, soundtrack is really cool. I agree. So Scarface, I think was streaming on Peacock. Is that how we watched it? I don't remember. Yeah, because yeah, it was on Peacock. If you have that. Um, so that's it for our movies for the month. So now we're going to dive, uh, shortly, we're going to dive into a very special version of movie memories. some popcorn. So, welcome to Movie Memories. I think we need your little, uh, like, chime thing. Well, there's an intro for this. <laughs> oh, there Do is? Do you remember? It's no. been a little while. It's uh, It's got, well, the listeners will have just heard yeah. it. Yeah. Terrible <laughs> I'll be podcasting. Like, mm. <laughs> but it's got Keanu Reeves saying, who wants popcorn? Oh, yeah. I remember now. It's been name a while. That, if you can name what movie that's from, <laughs> I'll personally send you a thank you on Twitter. <laughs> um, so uh, we are going to talk specifically about uh, movies, movies, a dragon con, because next weekend is well, by the time this airs, we would have already gone come home from dragon con, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But Labor Day weekend is yeah. only known for dragon con for us, it's true. true labor. <laughs> and if you're not from Atlanta, don't know what dragon con is, it's like one of the world's biggest weird pop culture conventions, and it's, it's uh, a convention for the fans, not yeah. for the stars. Studios. <laughs> it's not like this. Com- ain't Comic Con. It's not at all like Comic Con stuff. It's not a not a convention where you go to hear like you know big announcements or new trailers. It's, you go to like the sweaty basement room to talk yeah. with nerds about nerd stuff. That's right. <laughs> and you laugh and like each other's t-shirts, and, and you get little pins and ribbons. And everybody, <laughs> it, it is what DragonCon is mostly known for. I would say is the costuming. Yeah, because it all takes place in hotels rather than in a convention center that like closes at night. It's and a twenty-four five days a week, yeah, twenty-four <laughs> hours. hours from Thursday through Monday. <laughs> There's programming and events and movies and panels and dealers and an arcade and it just keeps expanding yeah it's basically gonna take over all of atlanta it's just five straight days of us just doing crazy just nerd vacation so um but there are a lot of movie things in and around dragon con Mm -hmm. um so let's start with the obvious thing they actually have movie rooms they have an anime room and a regular movie room in the bottom of the hilton where they just show movies 24 hours a day yeah there's a lot of good stuff there's like the anime track kind of does their anime movies and stuff and we have only watched one movie all the way through in the basement we've come in and out of a few yeah. The first time we saw anything from The Wicker Man was there. We watched about 15 <laughs> minutes of Wicker Man, actually. Yeah. What was um, the title again? Dark Star. Yes. Is the one we watched from start to finish. John Carp. 
Bender's mm-hmm. first, first movie. movie. It's a weird one to watch a Dragon in I the thought basement. It was a perfect movie to watch a Dragon. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best viewing experience though. There was like a light flickering the whole well, time. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it was like, a, oh my god, my in eyes. In a very small uh, hotel <laughs> yeah. conference, like a teeny tiny conference room with a projector. Someone's on like, the turn screen. the laptop speakers up. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly <laughs> like that. So, yeah, it's not like it's seeing it in a theater. It's the equivalent of the substitute teacher rolling in the TV cart. Pretty much. <laughs> with Pretty October much. Sky. <laughs> Pretty much. But if you're looking or, for something to do... Uh, stand and deliver. <laughs> if somehow you can't find something else to do at DragonCon, there's always a movie playing. They play a lot of good movies, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, usually we're too busy doing other... Yeah, I just stuff. wish it was in a slightly bigger room with comfier chairs. But also, DragonCon has an official film festival. Yeah, and we've gone to a few things over the years. I'm trying to think of what like actual screenings. I mean, I know we've seen some shorts there a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, I think you had a short one year, right? Play? No, they showed the trailer for Dead by Midnight one year. Um, we that went to thing. that. Um, but uh, yeah, we've seen some shorts. Uh, I, I really appreciate some of the panels that the film festival people do. Like um, usually, I don't think they're doing it this year, sadly, but usually Chris Gore, uh, formerly of what Film Thread, I think was his thing. Um, he uh, always would do this cool panel where he'd like show trailers for upcoming movies, like kind of, indie like maybe stuff you might not have heard of movies that are coming out soon and would talk about them and stuff and that was always kind of fun um and uh uh trying to think i want to i want a movie one time at the film festival do you remember that mm-hmm. do you remember what, what it was for <laughs> what i answered uh was it non-sploitation uh well sort of it was part of that they were like they were talking about movies that have like <laughs> sorry movies that have like graphic nudity and they were like, what's a movie with like a lot of nudity <laughs> that is considered like an art film, like a good movie, like, a, you know, whatever. And I knew one because it's funny because I we had just watched one in uh, film school uh, um, in the realm okay. of the senses. Okay, film school. Yeah, in the realm of the senses. All right, Japanese movie. Um, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I won some weird movie. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, the film festival is pretty cool. I wish they did it in a bigger room because I think they probably show some cool stuff. Yeah, I agree. And do you want to talk about that Silk Road thing we did last year? Uh, so the Silk Road track, they do a lot of like this one panel is like Asian cinema yeah. and like movies you haven't heard of and should go watch. So we went to that. It was like two hours long or something. Yeah, because they were also going to screen, have the audience vote and screen a movie, which we did not stay for. Do you remember what movie they screened? No. I think I'm pretty sure. I think I was really sad that we couldn't stick around because they showed Dream Home. Oh, yeah. Dream House. No, Dream Home. I thought it was Dream House. Dream Home, (gasps) which we ended up watching at our Halloween party. It was my pick. It was the first movie we watched at watch at Dragon Con. so, but yeah, that was really cool. I took I took a picture of the screen at that and <laughs> because there were so many interesting movies they recommended that I had never heard of. Yeah. Um, and that same track also does one of our favorite Dragon Con traditions. On Monday, on the last day of the con, they do what they call Godzilla Theater. Is it Dream Home? I couldn't find it. Ah. Um, the Godzilla Theater, every Monday at Dragon Con, the last day, they... Uh, uh, let the audience pick a Godzilla movie and then we just watch it. And Harper's like, oh, I hope they pick this one. And I'm like sleeping in the back in my little corner. Shameful. And then they give just out shameful. Godzilla toys and I'm like, I won! And then yeah. I run up there. They always give out <laughs> raffle tickets and there's usually no more than like 
20 people in there, so you're pretty yeah. much guaranteed to win something because they give Stupid out Stupid kids are always getting extra. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I got a cool Hedora little figure one year and a, a funky little like Godzilla yeah, drawing. Sketch or sketch something. Sketch or something, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun and it's a good way to end the con every year. It's just a great place to talk about movies with like-minded movie people. True. <laughs> but we should take over the horror track, I think. When yeah. like no offense to them, but uh, no, they, they could be doing better. I agree. There's like, so many opportunities on. for for fun stuff in collaboration with other tracks like puppets and horror go hand in hand. I mean, come on, <laughs> just saying they could get horror movie podcast people to come do a live show at the convention. You get Joe Bob. Lots to come of horror do movie one. podcasts I listen to do live live shows. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Get Joe Bob <laughs> to come do his thing. He does that at all kinds of yeah. horror conventions. Yeah. It's, it's really a shame that there's not more horror. I stuff. do think in our old age, we'll probably take over the track, That'd but I guess cool. we got to start volunteering with them first. <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what cool horror guests have we seen there? Um, who do we see? Robert England is the was the one best one I can think of, and and some of the women from Nightmare on Elm Street too were there. Well, right? yeah, I can't we remember. saw Ro- the, Ronnie something last year. No, that was or like two, three years three ago. Years ago. Uh, man, I don't have a list in my head. I mean, we've seen like Malcolm McDowell. He's kind of a horror person. He's horror. Adjacent. He was there for other reasons though. Um. I'm really mad Brad Dorf used to come. Yeah, he's I one of the first know if people he's I got. Never going to. Did I actually? I got an autograph from him, didn't I? I have no idea. What I thought we chickened is. out because we're goobers. I thought but. I did. It was like one of the first people I got an autograph from at DragonCon, I think. I'm sure every villain or. Well, that was a big killer one. has been there at least once. Probably in the past, yeah. They did that Aliens panel with um, Lance Hendrickson and uh, what's her name? The girl that played Newt. Yeah. He's like a school teacher now. <laughs> and uh, what's his name from Terminator? Oh, Michael Bean. Michael Bean. He was drunk. He was super he was drunk. so drunk he during that. He was drunk that. and he was really bitter that he was not in <laughs> uh, the, the Terminator <laughs> uh, Salvation. He's yeah. like, they got this new guy to direct it. His name is like McG. He wouldn't sit down the whole panel. Yeah, he he just like kept standing and pacing like, around. <laughs> that was really funny. The little That's things. a very memorable panel. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this year there's not really anybody, any like movie star people that we're interested in seeing, I don't think. No. But in the past, we've seen some cool people. But I mean, last year, we went to the Return of the Living Dead anniversary oh, panel yeah. That's with a good the one to guy who designed like Tarman and he was William a production Stout. designer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a lot of like behind the scenes talk about that. That was fascinating. Which there was only like 10 of us in the room. And so I was like, guys, <laughs> pick better like time slots or something. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> that was amazing, actually. I was so glad that we went to that. That was really interesting. Um, yeah, I'm trying. I thought there were some other movie guests. People. We saw this one dude one year, and we we're like, his wife should have been up there the whole time. I think it was like a visual oh, effects was, person. Was, oh, you're talking about um, Robert Kurtzman of KNB. Effects. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agreed with you on that because she was actually answering a lot of the questions yeah. <laughs> like from the crowd. Um, but I was trying to think of some other actual like movie star people that we've seen there. The, oh, the the two old guys from 2001 that almost got a... That's not horror. 
Oh, you it's just mean not movie. a horror podcast. <laughs> it's movie. Well, we were talking about the horror I know, I know. track. I'm so. just talking about movie related stuff we've done at Dragon Con. Yeah, the Space Odyssey guys were a little let down. One they almost caused was. a riot because yeah, they, really they were did. like, 2001 is a guy's movie. It's a man's man's movie. He's like, I was and surprised like there were any women would... here. And then some woman was She's like, like, actually, we love it. <laughs> like, yeah, or whatever. Because I was like, y'all are breaking my heart. Yeah, like, I was, love this movie. <laughs> yeah, that was un, uncool. So they kind of sat. The other guy, I don't, who was the one who said that? I think Kier, it wasn't the French dude. Kierdelia? It was the other guy. Yeah. It wasn't the guy who's in Black Christmas. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are they like? I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We've that's seen like our two, not our two, big one. Bald droid people. We what? met goddamn Terry Gilliam. Yeah, that was, was an interesting experience. We got like his autograph and stuff, and they had this tiny little room that we had to go through. We had to wait in line for like an hour and a half or yeah. something. It was crazy. It was a mess, but it was fun. It was it was, it was a highlight for me because Brazil's like one my my like second or third favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it's I really miss when they get bigger people. I mean, I guess not Terry Gilliam isn't big for everybody, but it felt big. And like, it's an actual director. Like they never got directors to come. Yeah. It was particularly interesting because at the time it was right before, um, what was that movie called? Don uh, Quixote? No, no, no. With Heath Ledger. Casanova, not Casanova. Uh, you're, you're thinking Don Quixote, but yeah, <laughs> it's Im, Im, Imaginarium of Dr. Yes. Parnassus, right? Parnassus. Uh, that was just about to come out. And, you know, that was kind of a big deal in the nerd community because uh, it was Heath Ledger's last movie right after Dark Knight. Um, so everybody's like, wow, how, how do they finish the movie and stuff? And so they, there was a lot of talk about that. And that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And he, I think he showed like a new trailer for the movie or something. And, um, but yeah, that was super cool to meet him. That was probably the best guest experience I ever had. Mm-hmm. Although lots of voice actors that we've met are super cool, but they're all mostly TV folks. And we don't talk yeah. about TV on this podcast. Nope, we sure don't. <laughs> uh, although, hey, Phil Lamar is in Pulp Fiction. So That's true. He was, he was one of the <laughs> nicest people I've ever met at Dragon Con for sure. And we've met like, not met, we've seen uh, Hobbit people and mm-hmm. stuff Harry like Potter that. people. Yeah, uh, lots of different yeah. fandoms of people. Yeah, but anyways, I guess that's probably enough. Just jibber jabbering about jibber jabber. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we love it. We're super excited, and yeah, by the time this is, comes out, we'll be there. So, yeah. Well, we will. But when you're listening to this episode, we'll probably be watching Godzilla in a room full of some sweaty nerds. Yeah, we'll be exhausted after five days of a dragon. Con we'll have googly eyes on our foreheads. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a blast. So um, anyways. Oh, Harley's coming. Oh, she's come to. She's going to say something. Is she going to step on the soundboard and make it say stuff? Speak. Uh, uh. She's breathing hard. <laughs> come on. Speak. <laughs> oh, my God. She sounds like rubbing her like crazy trying to get her to say She's something. such a bitch. Uh, uh, <laughs> not enough. Anyways. Uh, I think that will wrap us up. Um, so that's it for this episode, but don't forget, you can always see a list of all the movies we talked about on our letterbox. You can also follow us on Twitter at spliced podcast. Um, let us know what you watched this month and, uh, what movies you like to see at dragon con. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, and also just a little shout out. The Hooptober list came out recently, and we made our Hooptober list on the yeah. on our Letterbox. So if you go on our Letterbox page, you could see what 
movies we're going to be watching in the last half of September and October. Get ready, guys. It's going to be a lot of horror movies. I'm very excited. <laughs> you should make your own Hooptober list and try and follow along because it's a lot of fun. Uh, but anyways, uh, we'll see you all again soon on another episode of Spies Together. Together.